What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Glenn Thinks the Podcast, episode 132 for Sunday, November 29, 2020. Dude, it's about we about at the end of November. You know, the Thanksgiving we've we've eaten, we've eaten our fill. Yeah, to all the people in the U.S. You know, we pig out over here in the U.S. and people be eating leftovers. I'm good on leftovers. I really don't even want no more leftovers. I could do without any more turkey for the rest of the year, to be honest with you. But uh, but anyway, we're in the Christmas season. It's my favorite season, man. The elves on the shelves come down from the North Pole, right? And they start, like, reporting to Santa Claus, watching a little bit of behaviors. What's going on? How you kids acting? But uh, but anyway, so I don't, I don't know. You might be putting your tree up. I want to get mine soon. Around here, they bring Fraser furs down from the mountains, and uh, and so I want to uh, I want to get a Fraser fur. I just like those. I'm probably allergic to them. I'm probably allergic to everything. Glenn, you're allergic to Christmas ornaments and Christmas lights and Christmas trees. Man, I don't care. I'll be sitting there all rashed up, but I'll be happy. But uh. But anyway, I got a good episode for you today. This is not one to listen to with the kiddos around, right? I got into some some adultish uh, topics. And so, you know, I know that having kids, I appreciate it when people warn you, you know. Uh, this is not one to listen to with your kiddos. So if you are, you might want to just cut it off and come hang out with me later. Um or turn on a different podcast of mine because like there's a lot there's most of them I think are child friendly but uh but yeah so if you don't this is it and then we'll get into the podcast I don't want some long drawn ain't nothing worse than some long drawn out intro but uh but if you're not subscribed to this podcast I don't get it I don't know if you're listening to this podcast and you're not subscribed to it like go ahead and subscribe to it what are you, what are you doing what are you doing with your life you know, I'll tell you what you're doing with your life. If you listen to this podcast regularly and you're not subscribed to it, you sit around hitting the download button, you know, a lot in your life, right? If you, if, if a hundred episodes of this podcast drop and you listen to it every week or almost every week, you hit that download button. If you're not subscribed, you hit that download button a hundred times, right? When you could just subscribe to it, and like it would be good to go like you would be you would be ready to go so really i'm just looking out for you by saying subscribe to my podcast right <laughs> and leave a review leave a review tell me how i'm doing man i want to know i live for your reviews on apple podcasts no i'm just kidding i don't if i did i would be in trouble <laughs> <All right. laughs> but i hope that everybody had a great week man let's just get into the podcast So, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Did you have family come into town? Or did you uh, 
have just your immediate family. It seems like every Thanksgiving, maybe when you get older, it's kind of the same every year, but it seems like every Thanksgiving is different. You know what I mean? Like it's a different dynamic going on. At least like I've had no two Thanksgivings. I don't think in my life that have been the exact same. It's either some people were there that weren't there before or some people are gone. So it's always like this. It's like a fluid holiday, like a fluid situation going on, man. But this year kind of went off without a hit. You know, I'm not going to lie. We did too. Like it was like me, just me and two of my siblings. And, uh, and it wasn't bad. A couple nephews and a niece. It was like a kind of a small gathering. And uh, it wasn't bad. We did two turkeys. We fried one. We smoked one. And like right before Thanksgiving went down, I went down this deep rabbit hole on YouTube watching Gordon Ramsay, like holiday cooking videos. He has like these holiday cooking videos that you can watch on YouTube. So I went down this rabbit hole. And the thing about Gordon Ramsay is like I'll, whenever I watch him, whenever I watch these kind of like chef videos like in the beginning i'm like dude i can do that like i in my head i'm like i could do that like look how easy that is you know that's like it's kind of like watching uh it's kind of like watching a professional athlete that makes it look so easy like like hussein bolt you know and you're like dude i could run fast look at that guy like he can do it I can do it, you know, but and see what's crazy about it is, is there's not, I guess that Gordon Ramsay's not like the most humble, like cook chef there is, but in those, in those holiday videos, he's just explaining it to you as he's doing it. And it's all easy and he's all, you know, doing it all fast. And you're like, I could do that. And then when it gets to like step 37, then the denial wears off. I'm like, man, there's not no way that I could do that. <laughs> you know, there's like, there's no way that I could do what Gordon Ramsay does. But I'm just like, in the beginning, there's like this denial. And it's hilarious because every dish that he would start, I would, I would like by the end of it, I'd be like, there ain't no freaking way I could do that. But at the beginning of every video, I'm like, oh, okay, here's one that I can actually do, <laughs> you know? And, um... But so we, it was kind of simple. It was kind of simple. I did my, my dressing that I talked about on the last Thanksgiving. That was quite delicious. I mean, that turned out really good. The trick is, man, the trick is because a lot of people don't dig cornbread dressing because it's so dry, you know, and they're like, cut me a square of that cornbread dressing and put some gravy on it. That is like, here's the trick, man. If you want a little moist moisture in your dressing is cream and chicken soup cream of chicken at about well i mean it depends on the recipe but i put about two and two-thirds cans i didn't put the full three cans i put about two and two-thirds cans of uh cream of chicken soup right in there with the chicken stock and all that and turned out really great right and thanksgiving morning actually i panicked right i thought that i had everything that i needed and one of the recipes called for um self-rising flour I think it was, I was making the cornbread. I was making the buttermilk cornbread. So it called for, I had the self-rising cornbread mix, right? Gotta have that. And I um, I had the biscuits. I had everything that I needed. 
But when it came to the self-rising flower, I looked in the cupboard and I freaked out because I was like, man, I ain't got no self-rising flower. And so I looked up how, like, can I make self-rising flour, right? And and there was a way to do it with baking powder and salt. You add to regular flour and mix it together and you got self-rising. Let me tell you something. When I did that, when I did that, I like felt like, man, I felt like I was some kind of chef. I was like, man, I'm sitting here making self-rising flour. Like I just, but I mean, it was just because Google showed me how to do that, but I mean, that's the way we did this year. I asked on Twitter, I did a little poll about uh, how are you cooking your turkey this year? Like a fried roaster, smoke, oven. And it seems like a lot of people do the traditional like oven. Like that's the way that they go, right? And so, you know, I guess that's, I guess that's the most popular way that people, uh, that people cook turkeys. But, uh, so, yeah, I hope that everybody had a good Thanksgiving. I hope you didn't get carried away. Because, I mean, there have been Thanksgivings in my past where there's so much there's so much prep and cleanup involved, you almost miss out on, like, just hanging out. And that's the best part to me is just hanging out. And so, uh, so that's what, that's what we did on our Thanksgiving. So I hope that you had a good one, right? And I hope that you, uh, I hope that you didn't get COVID if you did were around, <laughs> if you were around people. Cause I know that some people did, man. I know that some people like went to big, huge gatherings, but whatever, man. Um, yesterday was actually, uh, a big college football day and I tried like, dude, I'm not really NFL. I'm just not. I don't I don't enjoy it. If I enjoyed it, maybe if I watched it more I'd enjoy it. You know, because I know that uh that a lot of people are like, you know, you're you ain't American, you don't like football. But let, let me tell you something. I don't know where that voice that's just the voice that I'm doing today. Like different days, like Depending on how I feel, different days I do different voices, and that's just the viral. But uh, but I've tried to watch a little bit of professional like NFL football. Maybe if I watched it more, I could get more into it. But but I mean, like uh, I will watch a little college football like here and there. And so I was watching the Alabama game yesterday. Right, Alabama was playing Auburn. Big rivalry game. So I was like, i watched this game. And so I watched the Alabama game. Nick Saban's out again uh, because he tested positive again. And so he, uh, he wasn't there to coach Alabama yesterday. And so I was watching the game. And, like, the dances, like, it seems like after every play, somebody's doing a little dance. And I know this is not an original, like, yeah, Glenn, like, we watch football. We know what's up. That's not an original observation. But, like, I think that that's what bothers me a little bit about it. Like, after every play, somebody's doing a little dance. You know what I mean? Somebody, whether it's like if you if you sack somebody, if you tackle somebody, if they don't make any yards or if they lose yards or if you get a lot of yards or if you get a touchdown or if you complete a pass. Like there's so many ways that all these guys are like doing little dances. And you know that they practice these dances. You know, they text each other, man, hit me up. We need to get up and practice our dances. And like 
I think that that just annoys me about it. And I think that that's what I like about baseball. Every once in a while, you'll get like a bat flip after a home run or somebody will clap when they get on base, you know, and it's like a clutch situation, you know, but it's like more low key. And in football, it's like choreographed. You know what I mean? And I think that that's just like, what are you doing? What is this, TikTok? What are you doing, man? Why are you dancing? <laughs> quit, da- quit dancing. Y'all practice this. It ain't cool, man. But um, but anyway, college is not nearly as bad as like uh, as NFL football, so I can kind of tolerate it. Something that was exciting that did happen. Yeah, but it's all good. It's all good. I don't know. Like I did. There's stuff that I'm not supposed to get, and I get that. Like, as the older I get, like, the older I get, the more, like, the more, I don't know, the more stuff annoys me, you know? And it's just like, don't do that. Don't don't be that way. <laughs> like, don't. Come on, man. But it's like a situation I've never been in. So I don't, you've got, like, thousands and thousands and thousands hundreds of thousands of people watching you know your adrenaline's probably going like crazy and if you want to do a little dance i guess it's all right you know but anyway anyway um yesterday vanderbilt um there was this girl there was this girl from the soccer team at vanderbilt that they got um her name was sarah fuller and she was actually she was the first woman to play in a power five college football game. Right. Which is pretty cool. You know, I know what all the ladies are like, watch your step. There's glass all over the ground. (laughs) Uh, but it, I mean, it is cool. It is cool. And to all the, to all the people that think that women shouldn't be in football, man, I say if they can do it, more power to them, man. I think it's kind of cool. Even though Vanderbilt blows and they lost, you know, I don't know if they've won a game. I don't think they've won a game this year. But she came in to kick off, man, um, on one of the kickoffs. So, you know, that's pretty – I think that that's pretty – that's pretty cool, you know. So that happened. First girl kicker. Congratulations to Vanderbilt on that. As long as we're talking about sports, as long as we're talking about the sports world, the big, um, the big Tyson Roy Joe Jr. Roy Jones Jr. fight was last night. Did anybody watch that? Let me tell you something. That fight was excellent. Before I get to that, let's just talk about Jake Paul. Right. Jake Paul fought Nate Robinson, which Nate Robinson was like, he's like an ex NBA player. And so Jake Paul, the, the YouTube sensation, Jake Paul, which I'm not a big Jake Paul fan. I think he's kind of a douchebag, just his attitude ever since he did that. Like, I wouldn't even care, man. This is podcast is all about people. I don't like, <laughs> I shouldn't slam him. I'll say that when he went into AO Kigahara, AO Kigahara, um, which I've talked about in the fa- past, which is that suicide forest in Japan. There's this forest, man. Like if you haven't listened to me for a long time or you don't know about it, there's this forest that people like travel to to commit suicide, right? And it's called Aokigahara. It's like a national forest in Japan, right? It's really eerie. It's really creepy. Like people get people get disoriented when they go into it. And there's this, like, uh, they, they see the people in the train stations um, that show up to go there. 
And it's like they look disoriented. They looked at the end of their because my theory about suicides, you kind of man, you gotta be hard up to get there, right? I don't think that you're always. I don't think you're in your right mind when you go to do that. Like I just don't. I think it's like a. I mean, it's insane to let yourself get to that point, you know, because there's people I've talked about. I've talked about suicide before. Not to bring everybody down. Happy holidays, everybody. Let's talk about suicide. But I've talked about, you know, when people say, you know, that is the most selfish thing that you can do is commit suicide. Yeah, but you're looking at it from a same perspective, right? You're looking at it from a same perspective. Somebody doesn't, doesn't typically commit suicide like I'm gonna show them or I'm gonna hurt them or you know this this is a good move you know it's just like they get to a point where they're like they probably feel like they've run out of options is how I kind of think about people that get to that point so I don't really agree with that statement when people are like it's the most selfish yeah looking from the outside in from like a same perspective is the most selfish thing that you could do but you're out of your mind right so but anyway people go to this place to commit suicide so he went in there with some of his buddies and just kind of made a mockery out of it right and it's like a it's like a I don't know. That's kind of a sensitive subject to a lot of people. So it's like, dude, you're kind of a douchebag for doing that, brother. But uh, but anyway, it's not like I don't have no big problem with him. And I think that it is kind of cool that he he uh, and even Mike Tyson said in his post fight interview that's pretty cool that he's helping boxing. You know, because boxing has um, kind of taking a back burner because of like UFC and stuff like that. So people like Conor McGregor, Jake Paul, I think are good for the sport of boxing. I think like promoters, you know, I think promoters kind of gave a black eye to boxing. <laughs> Do you get it? That's a pretty good one. But uh, that's off the cuff, baby. But anyway, um, Jake Paul knocked out Nate, Nate Robinson in the second round of their fight last night knocked him out i think he knocked him down like three times and then he knocked him out and it was like kind of shocking because he he drilled him one good time like the first time that nate went down he drilled him one good time and he fell down and then i think he knocked him down again and then i think I, he knocked him down again and knocked him out and it was like i don't know man he knocked him out good and i think that he won his last fight by Kale. so you know, he, after the fight, um, he wasn't trash talking after the fight, but he said that he liked to fight Conor McGregor. Like, and that really made me, like, I was like, man, I hope that that fight goes down. Because, because like, Conor, you know, Conor fought Mayweather. Conor, see, Conor stepped in the ring with, like, a champ, right? So you've got to hand it to Conor McGregor. Even though, like, going into that fight, I was like, you know, when Connor fought um, Mayweather, I was like, you know, Mayweather's going to win this fight. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind, right? And, um, you know, so that's money right there. But just, you got to hand it to McGregor for stepping into the ring with a champ. See, Jake Paul hasn't stepped into the ring with a champ. Jake Paul is a rich YouTube kid that, that, He's not, he didn't come up a fighter. Connor came up 
a fighter in the UFC. So Connor has those instincts, right? He has that discipline. He has that skill. So I would love to see that fight because I think that Connor would murder Jake Paul. And I know Jake Paul trains and does all this stuff, but if you watch his style, he he doesn't have a disciplined style. It's like wild haymakers. You know what I mean? Like if you watch go go watch that fight. It's if you haven't seen it, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Or maybe rewatch it if you weren't paying attention to his style. If you watch his style, I mean, he's fighting against somebody that used to play in the NBA. He's fighting against a basketball player. Yeah, they both have, they both train, but it's been very limited. Their life hasn't revolved for years around fighting. Like somebody like uh, Conor McGregor, right? Conor McGregor has that discipline. He has that killer instinct. He has that, he has that, and that's why he stepped into the ring with the champ you know that's why he wasn't he wasn't intimidated to do that i think jake paul saying that he wants to get into the ring with connor is more it's more or less ego talking right and it's like ego like i think that his i think his mouse writing checks that his ass can't cash pardon the french but i think that that's like i think that that's what's going on there he knocked somebody out in a fight you know, knocking somebody out in a fight that is not a fighter, I mean, it's an accomplishment, sort of, kind of. I mean, it's an exhibition. You know, it's not for any kind of title or anything. But you can't, like, be like, you know, I beat the I beat the chihuahua. Now, now I'm ready for the pit bull. You know, that's like, so I really, the, the part of me that doesn't like Jake Paul is like, yeah, Connor. Get your people to set this up. Please, God, help this fight to happen. Right? But so so that happened, you know, and it wasn't bad. It was fun. it was a fun fight to watch. I'm not gonna lie. It was fun to watch, especially with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg, man, is the best commentator ever. You know, because it's like watching it's it's like watching a fight with somebody who's not he's not a commentator, right? But he was hilarious. He was like, <laughs> he was saying the funniest stuff. It's like watching, it's like watching um, the fights with like a friend of yours. It's like really funny. Just his little remarks, you know. And then you have the commentators there that have done this a hundred times over. They know how to call a fight, you know. And sometimes commentators like you just want to mute them because they're either biased to one side or the other. Right, they're either biased to one fighter or the other, or one team or the other, and and you want to mute them sometimes, or it's like they're telling little stories, or they're just talking to talk, you know, just kind of like this podcast is. It's just like me talking. Oh, you're just saying stuff to say stuff. Well, that's what this whole podcast is like. I'm just talking to talk. I'm just commentating about nothing, right? So, so sometimes they just. It's like, man, that's the dumbest thing that I've ever heard when you hear some commentators commentate throw a little Snoop Dogg in there man it's like it's like I can't compare myself to Snoop Dogg but it's kind of like I it's kind of like me at a family reunion it's kind of like it doesn't really fit but it's just like Snoop Dogg knew like he knew he's comfortable with himself he knows what his role is there yeah, and he was just cutting up having a good time. And so it was a lot of fun, man. 
but uh but anyway so uh the the tyson and roy jones jr roy jones jr fight was i thought it was great man it was so much it was it was fun to watch it was like eight rounds two minutes a piece and you know it was a draw they called it a draw at the end and tyson's like you know i'm good with that as long as the fans we put on a good show and um you know, Roy Jones Jr. was like, I'm not good with draws. I wear draws, but I don't like draws. Man, this is what I think. This is Tyson's whole company, you know. And I think that he wanted it. He told him, like, this is going to be a draw, you know, at the beginning before they ever went in. Because Tyson, if you watch that fight, Tyson clearly, clearly won that fight. Like, if there were judges there, Tyson clearly landed more punches. I mean, he was, uh, Roy Jones Jr. was, like, hugged up on him. Like, he knew. He knew that that Tyson would get to him. And Tyson had endurance that, that if you go back and watch the fights from his younger days, Tyson had endurance now that he didn't have when he was younger. Right? He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, um... I don't know, man. He didn't employ the endurance that he has now when he was younger. It was just hard. He came out hard, and he would knock people out in the first couple rounds. That's the old Tyson. This new Tyson, it was like it was like watching a different fighter, but you could get glimpses of the old Tyson, but there was a humility there that was just like something that I've never seen before when it came to Mike Tyson, right? And I've like watched... Mike Ty- I've watched so many fights of Mike Tyson. Like even when I've gotten older, I've gone back and watched his fights. Just because he would hit so hard. He was just such a killer back in the day. And like and there was I think it was at the end of round two, the bell rang and he hit um Jones in the like in the ribs. He hit him. And you could tell he was just like in that zone. And after he did it, he like hugged him. Like, oh, my bad, you know, and he hugged him. And I was like, man, that is different. That is definitely like a different Mike Tyson than I've ever seen before in my life. Right. Just like there's a there's a humility there that there didn't used to be. But I mean, it was great. It was fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to watch. And um, and so that is uh, that's what uh, that's what I did yesterday. I watched some football. I watched the Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., Jake Paul, and Nate Robinson. The other fight I didn't catch. I didn't catch the other fight, I think, of the first one. But anyway, so that's what's going on, man. I did read, like, this is something that I didn't know. This is crazy. Like, like back in the day, because I think that he's been married... Mike Tyson's been married like three times and his second wife was, uh, his second wife, what was her name? I wrote it down somewhere here. Um, oh yeah. And there's like, there's like, uh, rumors online of Jake Paul fighting Mayweather. That'd be good with me too. I'd be good with that. But anyway, where did I put this? Mike Tyson, he was separated. This is it. He was separated from his second wife, which was a lady named Robin Givens. I think she's like a model or an actress. And he was separated from Robin Givens at the time. I think they were going through a divorce. And I saw something about um, about Mike Tyson walked in 
on Robin Givens. When they were separated, he'd still go to the house. I guess she was at the house that they lived in. And Tyson would still go to the house. And Tyson walked in on, uh, and this is just the story, but he walked in on Brad Pitt making love to his soon-to-be ex-wife, Robin Givens. And they said, Mike Tyson has said the look on Brad Pitt's face when he came in, like, he looked like he was getting ready to, like, be read as last rites. Like, Brad Pitt was just horrified. Can you imagine if you if like Mike Tyson walked in back in the day like in his prime if Mike Tyson walked in and you were uh playing Monopoly with his wife or even if it was his ex-wife but it was his soon-to-be ex-wife like man Brad Pitt's lucky I mean I know that he would have sued and everything if Tyson would have done anything but he would not have had a face like that anymore like, Brad Pitt would, like, not look like Brad... Mar he would have rearranged Brad Pitt. That's all I can say. He would not be... He would not have uh, married Jennifer Aniston or Angelina Jolie or, you know, made all these movies where he's the pretty boy. You know? He would have been the... He would have replaced uh, Billy Bob Thornton in... Sling Blade, except that's how he would really have looked by the time Mike Tyson had gotten done with the man. So I read that. I was like, that is funny. That is funny, man. I don't care. Just, uh, I bet, I bet after that, I bet Brad Pitt was like, man, thank you God that I got out of that. Like, I bet to this day, that's something that he thinks about on the reg. Like, what, that's like a near death experience, right? That's like, being at the that's like being at the beach and brushing against a shark is what that's like that is like hiking and stepping over a rattlesnake and then looking back you know i would rather take my chances with a rattlesnake to be honest with you you know being bit by a rattlesnake and going to the hospital is probably like more treatable than being beat into a bloody pulp by Mike Tyson. So that's funny. Right. Something else that I thought about this week, and I was like, this is crazy. Like, I was thinking about, like, what about during the pandemic? And this is, like, not to be off, like, this is not to be nasty or whatever. But I was like, you know, a lot of people, this this whole thing has messed up a lot of people. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if, like, if prostitutes are still, like, if they have to wear masks, right? And so I Googled and I've said, like, in the red light district, um, wherever that is, that in Amsterdam or somewhere, like, uh, they have to wear masks and gloves. And I was like, that, that's crazy that people are still, like, I guess that that, uh, like, I don't condone that, like, sex workers or whatever, but at the same time, like, it ain't none of my business because they ain't got nothing to do with me, you know? But, I, like, I was thinking about, you know, that's crazy that people are still, even when there's stuff going on that, that in the beginning we thought was, like, potentially life-threatening, we didn't know, like, exactly how dangerous it was, and I guess it is, depending on, like, you just don't know, right? And so I was like, you know people are still like they're like i'll run the risk you know and then i thought about you know because there's people with all kinds of uh 
there's people with all kinds of, I guess, kinks. And they're like, you know, there's somebody out there that's like, it's always been their thing for their partner to wear a mask or to wear gloves, you know, and somebody in the world has to be like, let's pretend like there's a pandemic, you know? And I wonder if now that there's a pandemic, if it's not, if it's just, this just ain't the same, baby. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know, back then you didn't have to wear a mask and gloves. Yeah. So I was like, this has probably ruined somebody, at least one person's, you know, what they like. And and that made me happy. But anyway, I don't want to stay on that. That's crazy. That's crazy talk, Glenn. But uh, I wanted to tell you about, remember when we were young and you we used to play chicken on our bikes. Like I used to play with other kids and we would play chicken on our bikes. And what, what you would do is like, you know what chicken is. You see people play in cars. Like you, like it might, they might even play it on the Fast and the Furious. Um, which I just can't get into those movies, man. Like I like going in 60 seconds. That's more, that's, I like, I watched that again this, uh, this weekend, man. I haven't seen that in years. That is a good, I'll put that up against any of the Fast and Furious movies. But, uh, but anyway, so, uh, you know how you used to, we used to do it on our bikes. You would get on your bikes and you would face the other person and you would like go, really really fast and the first person to turn um to move out of the way you would lose like you would lose right and so i've won i remember winning but i remember some uh some kids i played chicken with back in the day they just would not turn right they just would not turn and you knew that and so you had to turn or you had to get in a crash i don't know if i ever crashed my bike playing chicken i probably did at least once but uh but anyway, so um, I was coming out of a, of a store this this weekend, and there was like a there was like one of those automatic doors, right? There was this automatic door, and here comes a lady. It was a big woman, man. It was a big woman on one of those motorized scooters, right? And it was this big door, and you know, so I was like. You know, there's there is room enough for two people. Um, there's room enough for two people. Like, but I try to give people their space. You know, I try to be respectful. So I'll move out of the way if I feel like you have the right of way. But in this in this particular situation, I didn't feel like this big woman had the right of way on the motorized cart. Right. And I like I'm not being rude. I'm not saying like, oh, I go before you because you're handicapped and I have my legs work. That's not what I'm saying at all, you know, because that's kind of a douchey way to be. But you already get the good parking place. And have you ever thought about handicapped people get a good parking place? The ones that can't walk. This is this is this is just I mean, just go with me here. But if you have a handicap where you can walk. Maybe you should get the handicapped parking place. But if you're just rolling, like if you're rolling already, why you got to have a good parking place because you're rolling? Just roll a little bit farther. That's mean. That's mean. I shouldn't have said that. I take that back and I'll edit that out. But you know what I mean? Like you just, you're rolling anyway. Why not roll a little farther? What well, might kill my batteries, Glenn? But anyway, so I'm coming out of the store. That's horrible, man. 
but I'm coming out of the store. I'm coming out of the store, and this lady's coming, like, dead in the middle. Like, she's coming in the middle. She's not going to one side. She's coming in the middle. I'm like, all right, I'm closer to the exit than you are, right? I'm closer. Like, I was closer to the door than the lady that was that was coming in the door, right? Do you understand? And so I was like, I have the right way because I'm actually physically going to be out the door before you would be in the door. But she was like coming right toward me and we were like playing chicken. We we're looking at each other and this lady didn't let off the gas, man. This lady didn't let off the gas. So I had to step to the side because I was like, if I don't step to the side, we're going to collide. Like if we like, I'm either going to have to like fall, like turn sideways on one side of her, you know, or I'm going to fall over the top of her. So at the last minute I moved out of the way because I was like, you know, I can't be, I can't be like falling over. <laughs> I can't be falling on top of this big lady. You know, she's, she's definitely not gonna move like stop or she didn't even slow her roll if she would have just slowed her roll a little bit i could have been out and gone but she didn't even do that so i did step to the side right i did i did do the right thing you know and i know that i might come off as not a very good person but it's just like is that the rules you know if that is that the rules like even if you're even if you're closer to an exit should you just stop? Should you stop and wait for a handicapped person? I guess they're just like, I have the right of way. I will, I am handicapped. Do you see this cart? I mean, I don't know if she couldn't walk. She looked like she might could have not walked. I don't, I don't need to go into... I mean, she could have just like been big and like not wanted to walk. You know, that could have been an issue. But I just kind of found it strange like... It, it was kind of like I demand the right of way, right? I demand it. And I mean, if I, if I hit her, if I hit her little scooter, it's going to hurt me more than it ain't going to bother her. You know, she'll just keep going, run me over. It doesn't matter to her. My life, my life doesn't matter to her. I was like, it was kind of like she was driving like a, you know, those big blue, you know, those lights that hang up and and that people hang outside their house on their porches or they used to they used to when i was younger the bug lights the blue ones that they fly the bugs fly into the light and they're like and you just kill there they're like abortion lights for bugs they just murder bugs over and over that aren't even bothering you yeah they'll leave the, the people would leave them on when they weren't even outside like I just want bugs to die when I'm like when I'm not outside, right? Like just the regard. That's kind of like how she like I felt like she was just like I have no regard for you. You are a bug and I'm driving my blue light. That's kind of what it was like. Those are kind of weird. Those are kind of strange things, man, cuz there's animals that you don't like. But just like I'm just going to make sure y'all get murdered. Even when I'm not around, I want you dead, you know? But, uh, but anyway, maybe that's a bad analogy. Man, I don't even know. <clears throat> but 
But as 2020 draws to a close, man, it's always good to reflect, man. And usually I reflect a little bit later, but I'm trying to get my reflecting done a little bit early. I'm trying to get my reflecting for 2020 done with my Christmas shopping this year, right? Because there's like, maybe it's not the most pleasant year to reflect back over, right? But I think that you should. I think that's important. I think that, I think that to me, at least in my life, I, I, don't always like to reflect back, but I need that. I need that. Um, I need to do that. I need to think about kind of go over the past, uh, year, uh, at least in my head and, uh, just kind of be honest with myself, uh, for what it was. Maybe everybody doesn't have to do that, right? Maybe everybody doesn't have to, uh, to do that, but it seems like I have to do that to process that, right? To process the year. That's kind of like my little thing that I have to do. And usually I do it after the holidays or at the beginning of the next year, um, or at the very end near new year's, maybe the last week of, um, the last week of the year, but I've already started going over 2020 in my head. Right. And I think that 2020, um, 2020 to a lot of people on a large scale might seem like it um, has been like a big struggle. You know, I think that overall we've had to adapt just as humans. We've had to adapt to um, the cars that we got dealt this year, right? And a lot of us got dealt the same cars. Some of us got dealt harsher cars than others. Um, but we've all had, it's 2020 has had like an impact on our lives, um, that, that normal years kind of don't. Right. And it's kind of taught me, it's kind of taught me some things about myself. Like I don't, like, I'm not always all right with, um, doing things or not doing things that I'm used to doing, kind of not, it's kind of getting out of my routine. I, I like a routine and I've kind of, uh, you know, because I've been younger, I've been younger and my life has been chaos, right? My life has been chaos and I didn't really have much of a routine, but as I've gotten a few more years on me, that's become like who I am. I, I I'm like a, I guess a creature of habit. So I like doing, um, I kind of like my routines and I want to do what I want to do. Right. I want to do, if I want to do something, it's hard for me, for somebody like for somebody saying, nah, it's really not smart for you to do that. Even in my head, if I'm like, all right, so I need to cut back on my social, you know what I mean? Like being out in public or being around other people or going on dates or whatever it is, like I need to kind of watch what I do a little more carefully. Like if I know that in my head, that doesn't at the same time, I really don't like that. Right. And so, um, this year has been kind of a, uh, kind of a time when I've spent more time with myself, right. Where I've been more by myself, I guess. And, uh, and so when you're by yourself, like I like, I like myself today. I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, I'm not, I try not to be kind of arrogant, 
Yeah, but at the same time, like, I've worked hard to become who I am. And I've not always been the person that I am today, right? And I'm grateful. See, I'm grateful for and I'm thankful to be. I was thinking about this over the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, because I think that it's lame. Like, when people are like, let's all say what we're grateful for. Well, why? Why do we got to be thankful just one day like you should adopt that mentality every day i've tried i've tried to do that and implement that mentality in my life because i've don't have the life that you know because when i was young i'm not gonna go real deep into this but when i was young i wasn't nearly like i wasn't even close on the same page on the same level as the person that i'm now like, I was crazy. I was not a good person. I was the person that your parents warn you about when you're young, right? I just was. I just was. I was a dumb teenager, right? I was I was just, that's it. That's what it is. I was a dumb teenager, and I did a lot of dumb stuff. You know, a lot of kids do a lot of dumb stuff, and I was one of those kids. And so, you know, looking back at where I was, say 20 years ago compared to where I am now like man I love the life that I have now I'm thankful for the life I have now if something gets out of whack in my life like I don't have to learn things the hard way as much as I like as much as I have to like what man I can't even talk I used to have to learn things the hard way right like everything everything be it things in relationships be it uh, just things in life, uh, things people warn you about, things you shouldn't be messing with. Like everything people would tell me, like I'd have to see it for myself, personal experience, you know. But now as I've gotten older, I, I try to correct things that I see, you know. I try to, uh, like when I see something in my life, for instance, during the pandemic, um, you know, I might be like, man, I can't, I can't do this and I can't do that. And I want to do this. Like I can look at people, right. I can step outside of myself, you know, because those are just, when you feel, when you feel that, that ain't nothing but feeling bad for yourself. Right. And, and I'll catch myself feeling bad for myself or or feeling sorry for myself. And I'll be like, what are you doing, man? And then you can look around and there's like people that that have have lost family members this year. There are people that have lost their jobs this year. There are people with sick kids, right? If you want to if you want to if you want to feel better, right? Think about that. If you have kids like and you're feeling bad for yourself, you need to go to like the St. Jude's website and make a donation and read about that and read some of those stories, right? Having a sick kid, right? Can you imagine that? Even that, because like, just because 2020 happened, if your kid was sick, right? If you have a baby or a, or a five-year-old and, and, and they were sick or they had some kind of horrible condition, um, just because 2020 happened, that didn't stop in other people's lives, right? So now they're dealing with 
all the the stuff that we've all been dealing with collectively they're dealing with all that on top of what they were already dealing with right those are soldiers man those are people like i i don't deserve the good life that i have now right and so i think that it's important for me to like keep that in the forefront of my mind and and 2020 has kind of showed me that like when I don't get what I want, I'll poke my lip out, maybe not on the outside, right? Because I show no emotion, <laughs> but I'll poke my lip out on the inside. Like, man, what's up with that? You know? And that ain't no kind of way for a grown man to be, right? And, uh, and, and, and this isn't permanent. Things like this aren't permanent. And that makes me, that makes me thankful too. Right. And I mean, there's some other stuff that I've thought about. And uh, but but at the end of the day, at the end of the year, like I know we're not there yet. I know we're just like going into the Christmas holiday. But I think that it's important. It's important for me, at least. I can't speak for anybody else, but it's important for me to keep a positive mentality where I look at everything that I have. Um that I, that I fixate on that more than looking at what I don't have or what I want, you know, and there's nothing wrong with wanting. There's nothing wrong with, with, uh, setting goals. There's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve things. But sometimes like, especially in your personal life, you just got to hit pause on some stuff. You know, you gotta, you gotta prioritize, you know, and that's what, that's what it's about is prioritizing and to do that, you got to think clearly. You can't be thinking selfishly. You got to be, you got to be thinking clearly. And it helps to look at something with a positive attitude. Because if you look at something like for me, when I look at something like I can have just a regular day, like an uneventful day, nothing great happened today and nothing bad happened today. Right. Just like your normal. Think about your normal run-of-the-mill day, like it's a Thursday, right? And you go to work and you do what you got to do. You go grocery shopping. You, you, I don't know. You have your laundry to do. And it's nothing exciting about the day, right? But, but when you go into that day with a negative mentality, right? Like, all these stupid masks and I just wish that I could do this. And like, if you go into that normal day like that, it's a bad day. But if you go into, if you go into it with a positive attitude, it makes all the difference in the world. Right. And the challenges that are in front of me, if I look at those like puzzles that I need to solve instead of things that I just need to bitch about, you know, and, 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 you know, annoy other people with, yeah, not to say like, if you're going through something, it's good to have people around you, whether it's your significant other or friends or family that you can talk to, if you need to do that, that's all right. But I'm saying like, do you want to be that burden to somebody all like nonstop all the time? That's what I'm talking about. I'm guilty of that. I've been there before. No, I don't want to be that to some, oh, here comes old complaining Glenn all the time, you know, because life is a beautiful thing. Life is a beautiful thing. And we're not guaranteed, man, we're not even guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed that. So why do you want to wait? Do you want to spend 
do you want to spend like your time that you have? Do you want to spend it like squander it just with your lip poked out sitting there like an idiot? Nah, man, that ain't even how to do it. So even like when life gives me challenges, you know, for me, this is something that I, that I need to, because I do like, man, I let stuff get to me. That's something that I've, that I've, uh, that was, I've been to the doctor so much this year. I've been to the doctor so many times. And sometimes when they take my blood pressure, my blood pressure will be elevated. Right. And it's when I have stuff going on, stresses going on and it's nothing even that huge, but it's like stresses that I don't know how to cope with or I haven't figured out yet. Right. And usually I can figure things out and I can talk myself down and, and work through stuff. But if I look at things in life that are problems, uh, if I look at these challenges, like more as, all right, well, I'm gonna climb this mountain. I'm gonna put one foot in front of the other. I'm gonna solve this puzzle. Right. If I look at it like that, like I'm gonna solve it, it get, everything works out. It always does. Like if I look at it from a positive perspective, then I don't have to get all keyed up about it. I don't have to get my panties in a wad about it. And I think that I think that 2020, I don't know, it's kind of uncharted territory for everybody. So it's not comfortable. There's things in all of our lives that haven't been comfortable. I'm not unique. That's something else important that I remembered was I'm not unique. Like, oh, the center of the universe, Glenn, you know. But uh, that's, I don't know, man. It's not, it's not, it's not always easy. But I mean, life is a beautiful thing when you step back and look at it. 2020 has been a beautiful thing because you were faced with struggles like you might not have known even existed or never imagined that you would have to, I don't know, that you would have to go through. That's like a lot of stuff in my life, man. A lot of stuff in my life that has been that has been like the most challenging is like when when I get blindsided like when it, when something would come out of nowhere and it was like a gut punch out of nowhere right those are the times in my life where I've seen what I've made of like I've I've seen like I know what I'm capable of because of struggles right you don't know what you're made of if life is great all the time. You don't know what you're made of. You know what you're made of when you get stretched thin, when you get hit out of nowhere in life and things don't go the way that you want them to go, that you would prefer them to go, right? So struggle really, really is a good thing in that it lets you, it gives you a peek into what you're made of. Right. And and it's not even it's not even like if you fall apart, like if you fell apart this year and had a, a crying spell or a breakdown. Right. Because I know some people do like that doesn't mean that you're weak, because if you pull yourself up after that, if you pull yourself up and go on, that's who you are. Right. That's who you are. You just stopped at a rest stop. Right. So. So. I don't think that even when you go through struggles, you see your first, your, your full potential, you know, because I've heard people say, I can't take anymore. And then they do. Right. And then you, you feel like you can't, but I mean, feelings don't really, you can't really 
Like, I can't rely on my feelings all the time, right? I know I've gone off. I've really gone off, like, on this podcast. This podcast has been boring, but uh, but it's true, man, and it's what I've been thinking about. It's, it's things that I've been reflecting about this week because I've spent a lot of time alone this week. Right. And I've not been I've had some time off from work. I spent a lot of time alone. And so I've spent a lot of time in reflection about this stuff. Right. Because I'm trying to knock it out, get it out the way. Right. Because life, you want to you want to you don't want to stay stuck. I don't want to stay stuck. And I want to I don't want to keep having to learn the same lessons over and over again. That's like something about me is like if something blows, man, I ain't trying to go through it again. Right. I did that. I did that. Like I did that in my past. Like there's problems that I've been in. There's bad, real toxic relationships that I've been in. There's like um, issues that have come up in my personal life. That that there's stuff that I just don't want to experience again, right? I don't. So so I want to go ahead and learn. Let me go ahead and learn what I need to learn. You know. So if this were to happen again or come up, I would know how to address it, right? Because if you know how to address a problem, right, you don't sit there and stare at the problem as long, being like, I don't even know what to do. Like, you know what to do, man. It's like you're skilled. You're a skilled problem solver, right? And I got some field experience and some problems, let me tell you. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, man, I hate to end on that. That's terrible. What have you guys been watching? What what kind of holiday movies you've been watching? I talked about holiday movies a podcast or two ago. What have you been watching? I've been into like dark comedies lately. And I've been into dark uh like holiday comedies. I watched one called Uncle Nick that I didn't even know existed, but it was like a dark holiday comedy. It was pr- pretty funny. And then I watched uh, The Ice Harvest with John Cusack and Billy Bob Thornton. And I might have that DVD somewhere, but I forgot about it. You can watch, I think Uncle Nick might be on, uh, I want to say Amazon Prime. And then the Ice Harvest you can watch on Peacock. It's a free app that you can download uh, if you have Roku. I don't know how Fire TV works. Can you? Is it the same? Do you download like the different apps? Anyway, if you go to Peacock, you can watch the Ice Harvest. And that's a dark christmas comedy and i i mean i enjoyed it man that was a pretty good uh that was a pretty good movie i'd forgotten how good that was but anyway that's what i've been doing but um thank you to everybody that has listened to my podcast and supported my podcast it's hard to believe i started in 2018 and 2019 2020 i'm going into like the fourth calendar year that uh that I've had a podcast in. So that's that's thrill that thrills my pants off. But, <laughs> but anyway, thanks everybody. If you want to hit me up, contact information is in the notes of this podcast. Um and uh if you just cause I like man, I like talking to people. I like communicating with people. During the during the whole uh during this whole deal you know, I know a lot of people have not been as active on social media and some people have been more active and some people have gone to the parlor and some people has gone to the bathroom, man. It's all good. Wherever you want to go, whatever you want to do, it's a free country. 
But uh, unless you're listening to this in like some communist, you know what I mean, in some other country, which I mean, I wasn't trying to rub it in like I'm in a free country. But anyway, um, hit me up, man. I've enjoyed talking to people. I've enjoyed the little joking back and forth with people and uh, talking to people. And I've met all kinds of great people. That's something else, man, I've thought about this week was all the great people that have crossed paths with me because of this podcast like people i never would have met yeah and so that's that's a cool thing man and that's something that i shouldn't take for granted but uh but thanks for listening guys take care of yourselves this week and i'll talk to you soon peace out <laughs>